Welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. I'm sorry we were gone last week. Well, I was I was gone last week. I was away. Um, but I'm joined this week back with a bang with Sean Newsham, aka PSU fans too. The, not quite the grand resurfacing. You came back on Monday. You said on on So Rare Data's podcast, but you've been uh, dying for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I have had COVID. Don't feel the best. Uh, still don't feel the best, but uh, you know, I'm getting better. I, plus, I had the suspension Lair gave me for for poor use of mm. f bombs on his show. So luckily, Nellis has given me. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's fucking doing, but uh, Nellis has given me free reign to drop as many f bombs as I want on this yeah. show. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so sorry if you're listening to this in the in the car with your kids. That's probably your mistake. I think Laird's done that before. We might get him back again. Um, but yeah, you sound you have a really good radio voice right now because you've got that you know that 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 deepness to it of like sickness. I always like I yeah, always think I've had like the raspiness to it. Yeah, like, I, I can feel it in my throat too. Oh baby, that's what she said. Oh, <laughs> right, this got off to a horrible start, but we're outside the dirty minute. Let's ply on. There's loads to talk about. Lots of Asian stuff. Um, the market <laughs> swaps again. Questions, different bits and bobs. But we'll get going. Uh, first off, and and this is a disclaimer going into this, right? To everyone, I was away. I'm just gonna fucking say it. I've had a breakup. Um, in my parents' house for a little bit until houses are cleared out and all. Everything's very good. Everyone's very friendly. I'm not trying to be a big drama thing. Don't comment and be like, oh, I'm sorry, or don't do any of that shit. But the reason I'm telling you that is that I've been quite disengaged from So Rare for like 10 days. So you might be thinking, oh, John's my guy. He's going to tell me everything. John's going to be here learning from PSU. All the pressure is on Sean. So, Sean, let's talk about K-League. I my, my What I've kind of caught of the drama here is basically that the Kaylee games, the coverage has been downgraded by Opta or something, so it won't be real time, which means there might be a two-day delay, which means some games might fall outside the window, which means the game stats mightn't be recorded in game weeks, which means not only are they getting cut off on the front end where the morning games, like the Friday morning games, won't make the window some games in the window's data mightn't be recorded. So basically, in a nutshell k-league's kind of fucked and there, it was kind of one of the reasons as well why i asked you because i know you have a lot of you have quite a few asian cards don't you i don't know if it's mainly j league or what but i assume you have quite a few k-league guys and uniques and stuff yeah i have quite a few k-league guys most are j league but i mean i guess we'll start with j league stuff too so oh we'll it, start with j league then so j league's different it, is it it's well, it's like it's like a two to three week like it all runs into things right so basically where we're at with things right now is the license for the J League is no longer intact. So basically they don't have the Have J they League said license. that? Or is that speculation? It's well, so if you go to the Sower Clubs partners, uh none of the J League clubs are partners with Sower right now. So like they aren't licensed clubs. And Dan made a post that was like alluding to like we are working on our J League license. So mm. it, it's speculation. And the idea is like that they're working on the J League license, but it's not intact, which is an issue because they haven't been able to award J League cards. So what they've done is they've bloated up the prize pools to be what they would be if the J League license was intact, which makes you obviously think that the J League license is coming, but they're only giving away K League cards. So if you look at the rewards for like the last uh, couple weeks, it's a situation where 
Like they're giving away like five duplicates of a card because they just have to fill the quota with last season K League cards in order to give out the proper amount of cards. So the J League is currently up in the air because we don't know what's going on with the J League. Then this week, after the the deadline's locked, we find out that it, apparently it's something to do with Opta and something to do on Opta's end. But the issue is is that Sober kind of is at the like. They just have to go with whatever Opta gives them. And so the issue is, is that Opta said that we, for whatever reason, don't have the full coverage. So we've had downgraded coverage. The games will be done within 48 hours of the end of the game, and you'll have the updated stats. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is, is we started this week with the games. So the games are played Friday night uh, into Saturday morning. They were not done until like Monday. A couple of them were done on Sunday and then a couple were done on Monday. And then games that were played on Saturday night into Sunday were not done until Monday. And one of the games is still not even done now. So we basically had them say that we plan to score them, but you might not be able to score them, which just brings a whole bunch You're of essentially like, just you have to treat them like a DMP. You have to. Yeah, you have to treat them. So it's sort of like the Peru situation, right? Like Peru is like every week you play a guy from Peru, you're like, I might not get scores for this guy. Well, if you turn Sassinia into a guy that literally has a zero AA with whatever he gets from a decisive, you can't really play the guy. So it's a situation right now where I think there's a big issue with K-League cards in any contest that you can't really play them in a priority lineup because you might not get any scoring outside of the decisive. So it makes it really tricky. And then also it does sort of like ruin the fun of the um, – of the overall game week experience because like let's say you're sitting in first place in whatever in global all-star rare you're your first place in global yeah. all-star rare well you have no idea what the aa of these guys that were in korea scored so all of a sudden you're just sitting there waiting and 50 hours after games are over boom you get passed and you're down to fourth place because the aa came in for certain players and a guy went from like 35 points to 85 points. So it, it makes the game experience worse overall as it is. But apparently they're working on fixing it, but it, the fix has to be on Opta's end. So the whole Asian region right now is just sort of a, a clusterfuck and what they're going to do with it, I don't know. Um, Yeah. So the J-League's a clusterfuck, the K-League's a clusterfuck, and, and, and even in terms of the market pressure, I suppose if you're giving out five duplicates of K-League cards because you have to, and the supply, particularly at Limiteds, you might even get more duplicates than that. That's just more and more cards flooding on the market that people might want to be getting rid of, so that's not helping that market either. This is this is me, and I'm, I'm not trying to be dangerous and be overly, like, upbeat, but, like, personally, do you see this as any sort of opportunity to get into those leagues? I'm backing so rare to fix it because it is such an issue. You know, obviously, I imagine prices have tanked. I haven't checked. Or do you think that's just like there's way too much risk on the table? Yeah, so here's actually a funny. Here's a funny story based on what you just said with limiteds because it, it's true. So here's Asia Limited for this past weekend and the rewards. Seventh place, Yu Sang Hun. Eighth place, Yu Sang Hun. Ninth place, Yu Sang Hun. Tenth place, Yu Sang Hun. Eleventh place, Yu Sang Hun. 12th place, Yu Sang Hun. 13th place, Yu Sang Hun. And 14th place, Yu Sang Hun. They gave away eight Yu Sang Hun cards in 7th through 14th place because that's just what they have available. So it's definitely dangerous. I do think there is an opportunity to come in and buy, but I haven't seen the prices drop as 
drastically as you would you would expect. Like, so if I'm looking at Cecenio, which is generally like the guy I go to, yeah. he's dropped maybe like 10% over the course old? of the weekend. Yeah, it hasn't dropped that much. Wow. So it's definitely a situation where there's definitely reward in this because if they if they fix J League and they get the J League license back, which all communication has been they're working towards, and then if K League comes back and it's working and you have no issue with K League, like in theory these cards could definitely go up. Um, but it's it's a really risky situation right now. But overall, it's just it's a murky situation with the whole platform as as a whole mm. of oh this just disappeared. What what am I to do with it? And and I, the answer is I don't know. Like I, I don't really know what you do with it because, like, not only does it impact these cards, right? Well, let's say there's no J League license and you can't really play the K League cards, so the K League cards are worthless. Well, that means the Global All Star. Let's say there's 200 card, 200 teams on the platform that are licensed, and J League is one of the one set of the 200 teams. So all of a sudden, your rewards in theory go down 10% Global All Star, go down 10% in U23 go down 70% in Asia. And that's only when everything's playing. So like, let's pretend Europe's done right. And you're in the summer when it's just like America and Asia for the most part, you lose like 40% of the prize pools in some of those other regions, not even including Asia. So obviously the most detrimental area is the Asian region, but it trickles down to everywhere. I'm having a look there using So Rare Data's watch list. They made the, I don't know if you've ever looked at these, but the So Rare Data newsletter Asia Player Index. So this kind of takes, I've talked about these before on videos where they take like the 30 top players or whatever. This was made six months ago, so maybe they aren't the top players now. But 30 players from the Asian competitions with like big, big hitters. Like, I mean, I imagine Sasenia, Mateus Castro, Takaoka, Biaman, Jungho, Tani, blah, blah, blah. And if you look at the cumulative value of them, so if you were to buy one limited of each of them, let's say three months ago, it would have cost you like just shy like 1.4 ETH. And then if we look at even just like a month ago, it would have cost you 1.1 ETH. And right now it would cost you like 0.90. ETH. So you're right. It's actually surprised me. Like I would have expected this to absolutely decimate that market because I saw an interesting graphic maybe even two months ago or a while ago whenever these J League and K League things first started rumbling and it was around the lines of, my mic might be quite low and I'm sorry about that. I'm going to try and fix it, guys. It normally lives this close to my mouth, but it's living this close to my mouth now. So I'm just going to have to shout really loudly or something. This is like being out of the house. I forgot the bloody um, boom arm for my mic, so it's propped up on this thing that doesn't even work. Um. Anyway... What was I saying? Something about J-Leagues, K-Leagues. Yes, the J-League cards are like the most popular cards in the platform outside the Jupiter Pro League. So that's like the supply is there as well. So if, and you know what limiteds are like. If people panic, they could just undercut, undercut, undercut. So I'm actually really surprised they haven't died. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like looking like... You, sorry, you like, carry you me talk. for a second while I find something to prop my mic on. I'm listening I, to you. I can do that. So yeah, like you look at Matus Castro, we'll use him as an example. Like if you wanted his limited in January 31st, like a, a full on month ago, you're looking around 0.04 ETH was his limited price like a month ago. Well, if you look at him today, literally today, he was like 0.034. So like, yeah, there's obviously a bit of a uh, decrease there. But it's not as drastic as what I would have expected, I guess. Because if you look at like, it's not big of a, a decrease in that stable. If I go back to a little bit earlier in January, like if I go back like a month and five days, Castro was lower in terms of ETH than he is now. So it's a situation where uh, obviously I'm just looking at one player, 
Um, and I'll go back over here and I'll look at Sassina now on my end and see where Sassina is at. But the drop hasn't been as drastic as what I've seen. Like, we've seen a bigger drop on Mbappe, Messi, Neymar types than we have on the K-League and J-League players. Like, we've seen Mbappe go from, like, I, I paid 7 ETH, I think, during the World Cup for Mbappe at, at one point. And I think Mbappe is now at, like, 3.4 or 3.5. Jeez. We've seen, like, a full-on 50% dump-off in Mbappe compared to that of the J-League players where we've seen, like, a, a 20% dump-off in the J-League and K-League guys. So... Overall, it's a pretty interesting um, dynamic, and I don't really understand it because, I, like you, I would have expected to see a lot bigger of a dump-off than uh, than we've seen here. Yeah. With a load to talk about, right, I kind of want to just be, like cut straight to the, the, to the chase and ask you something. Just personally, as someone who plays this game high stakes um, and is very invested in it, like, where's your confidence with the product at right now? As a whole, long-term, it, short-term, medium-term, whatever you want to say. So it's definitely at a low, I would say, for me. I'm not someone that is a panic seller or not someone that's going to... The way I built my gallery is my gallery is built to generate returns off of playing the game. That's what my gallery is built off of. So like, I set my gallery up knowing that there's not really an easy path out for me. Like, I know uh other people like they set up a gallery that's super efficient super low amount of cards it's pretty easy to sell out of if things uh go poorly or if they just decide they need to sell out for me it's not really easy to sell out so i set my gallery up like that years ago with the idea of like i'm not really looking to sell out like i'm in here for the long haul if it fails i'm going to go down with the ship if it doesn't fail i'm going to ride it to the moon that that's sort of where my head was at um years ago when i set it up but it's definitely at more of a low point than it's ever been like seeing the the j league license just disappear is my internet's bad and you've frozen at the perfect time up and down so over scared. but like i haven't really seen what happened this week yeah the last couple weeks like the market is just very, very worrying because like over, over time, like if we, if we look at the top marquee cards, right. And you look at like Mbappe, even when the market would go down and it would sort of like dump off a bit Mbappe never really dumped off. Like he would always be at least somewhat stable. He would hold strong to some extent. Whereas like now, like you see Mbappe, like Mbappe limited is 0.4 ETH right now. Um, it had really never gone be that much below one ETH for the previous year plus that it had been, uh, that had been there like it'd been pretty much an eth plus uh for quite a while like it, it was you have from like april of 2022 till like i don't know november october of 2020 2022 it just didn't go below an eth really and then even like after it went below like it sort of stayed right around the eth give or take and then it just dumped off so for me there's just some worrying things and, and we've talked about which we'll we'll talk about here um, soon, I'm sure, is, is the swap situation. I think there was a swap situation where I was just like, it was the first time I saw a decision that was made, and I was just like, ooh, that's just not a good decision or not a good look. Mm. Um, so, like, overall, I would definitely say that I am more down on things than than I normally am. However, my overall view on, like, the product, the product is fantastic. The gameplay is so fun, and I really enjoy it. And then also, like they have billions of dollars behind um, behind things. Like I mean, I've seen I've seen a rumor that you're now making millions of dollars a year doing stuff. 
So yeah, they pay me clearly. I think, I think like someone undersold me. Actually, they only said I made a million a year off so rare. Yeah, I make, like, like fucking I mean, eight I'm million a year off so rare. <laughs> yeah, and here so, like, I am I mean, in a makeshift rich. studio with my eight million a year, <laughs> with a tablecloth yeah, behind like, me with a hole in it. <laughs> anyway, clearly, sorry. I mean, clearly you're 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 in the millions. So I mean, like if you're in the millions making money, I know that the the platform's in good shape. But like, no, I mean they have billions of dollars and lots of high-end financial systems behind them. So, like, there's still a lot of things that I'm like, I hope that all of this offsets, like, the negative sentiment and, like, negative things right now. But there's definitely been some things that I question. And, like, we prize pool. Like, we've talked about the prize pool for two years, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. still not fully functional to what i think it should be although apparently we're getting an update within the next week or two maybe even sooner it's probably going to go out between now and when this podcast goes out because that's the law of podcasting isn't it that that is so like there's a good shot that like when this goes out like it's it's outdated because we actually have the new prize pool and whether or not things like there here here's how this situation is going to go with the prize pool fix right it's either going to be we're going to look at it and be like wow this is still absolutely atrocious which would be bad or it's going to be like all right, that's that's how it should be fixed. And then it's going to be like, well, why didn't you do this a year and a half ago? And it's so like either way, it's going to be like not the best sentiment, I would say, about it. But like I'm very hopeful that it's fixed. Like they've been working on it for a long time. Um, so I, I'm hopeful that things are going to be improved upon when it goes out. Yeah, I think like from my perspective, again, I, I came in like you and it's very much been such a long term thing that for a long time I've just been like ride or die, whatever. Maybe that's a bit. Not no. What's not the word? Uh, risky. What's the word? Another word for like negligent? Like uh, I don't know. Dangerous. I don't know. There was a word that I can't yeah. find right now for me to just be like that. Because essentially now, like my gallery at one stage was probably worth like a quarter of a mil, and now it's under a hundred k. And I don't know. Yours is probably a similar horror story. But it's like one of those where I think like I get so much enjoyment of the platform, and I could see myself genuinely enjoying this and playing this for five to ten years. I have another facet to it, again, in the in transparency. It's like the, I have the whole, the, the sort of, this has brought me into content. And now, like, I suppose So Rare, I suppose what I would consider my main brand deal on my main channel. And then I have another So Rare channel. So I have, like, it's almost like my job outside of actually playing So Rare is all content related. And that's where I get income, you know, ad revenue and blah, 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 blah. But equally, it's like, part of me's, I am here long term. I believe in the product long term. I think it's the best fantasy game there is, and I think it's amazing. But you can't turn your head away from economic downturns globally, war, um, the swap sentiment was poor. The the managing of the J League and KDG license, however that's going, if they let that go, maybe they're completely undervaluing the the side of the community that appreciates those leagues. I heard the tops got a J League license. But I don't know if that was for NFTs or just physical cards, or if that was talking about baseball product. But like it definitely is at an all-time low. It isn't going to... I haven't sold anything and I'm personally not going to sell anything because I think, like, these are the... Look, this is one of those where, like, do not listen to me and make your own decisions off me. But in my head, it's like, I've been in products and stuff before and I, I've I've known before they've been at that point. I don't feel like so rare is at that point of, like, no return. I, personally. That's just me. That's just my intuition. If I felt we were at the point of no return, I start selling things and that's that. But, like... 
I kind of feel like the product's too good. They have too much backing. They have a lot of road left ahead of them to fix things. I don't feel like, oh no, in three weeks this burns the ground. Do you know what I mean? I think they're an absolute yeah. gargantuan in the space. I think there's so many levers and different things they can do over the course of the next two, three years before that time would come that like selling now for me feels like a mistake. But then we could turn around in a year and our cards be worth half what they are now. So don't you be pulling this yeah. video up on TMZ and me? You know, it's like... That's just where my head's at. I, I'm happy to sit in my hands and just keep enjoying the fantasy game, but like, you can't turn the head away from the fact that there's been some poor decisions. Yeah, no, I mean, there's so so. Here's here's a good example, right? Like, like this downturn. A lot of what this downturn was to me was, and this just, there's lots of factors. Like you've you've gone over how many factors there are and like what made things go down and, and different factors. But like one of the factors was people had been like amping the Premier League up for like a year and a half and they announced the premier league and those same people were like like stuff hasn't doubled the platform's done and it's like guys the, the like when they announced the premier league like there's not going to be a million people on the premier league that have come onto the platform within 20 seconds of it being announced like mm. it takes time i was my view going into like what would happen when they would release the premier league was that effectively like people would be super amped for the premier league then there would be a letdown because like they didn't see a massive influx of people come on. And then over time it would build back up when people actually came onto the platform because it takes a while to integrate people and move people into the platform. And people are like, literally it didn't like their money didn't double like the second the Premier League hit and they're like, all right, well it's over that the Premier League didn't do anything. So I, I agree. Like, I think there's still a long road to go go like the Premier League just got launched like it feels like forever ago in summer time but it's like literally what a month ago like they months. announced the Premier League like a month ago but like you said like I'm not someone that's going to sugarcoat things I'm someone that's going to be honest with what my view on things are like I'm not going to sit there and ignore negative things that are happening I'm not going to sit there and just be like oh it's all rainbows and butterflies I'm not going to do that there's definitely some things that have been done that I think were done poorly or they should have been done better. And then there's just things that it's like, this is just a mistake and you screwed this up. So like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, it's all rainbows and butterflies. Everything's good. There's we're going to the moon. You definitely have to look at it and be like, there are some mistakes that have been made, but I don't think it's the end of the road. Like I think that there's still, um, there's still paths to go. I will say I am a little concerned that like, where we're at now is just the new norm and we're never going to get back to the heights that we were at during mm. the, the past two years um but if that's the case and this is the new norm and we stay stable at this new norm i don't think it's the end of the world uh at all the yields are just lower but the yields were probably too high for too long the yields can Correct. still be healthy you know Correct. but you're right though what if this is the new norm for Mbappe what if and, and maybe maybe it is and maybe it's more accessible and maybe that's how you get people in but I just the way I've always looked at this game is I feel like this is something people have heard a million times but it's the whole idea that like yeah everyone rants and raves about supply now right and people bitch about supply and people say oh there's too much supply but like if you really think of so rare as a game that can succeed and you back it long term in 10 years where does it have to be in terms of a user base? It has to have over a million users in 10 years. And if there's over a million users and over only 10,000 Mbappe cards have been printed, 
that's still a ridiculously low that's one percent of the user base at that time could ever have an mbappe limited card never mind rare where you go to point one percent super rare you're going to point not one or whatever the fuck it is so it's like yeah Yes, I get the supply might seem a lot, but if you if you do back it long term, and this isn't like even one of those things where like I'm trying to make people feel they need to back it long term because I've been in platforms before where it gets echo, echo chambery, and anyone who's an naysayer is a bastard, and that's not the case. If you don't back it long term, that's fine. That's your view. Then yeah, maybe you know, maybe you should sell. That's that. Maybe you do cut your losses if you put money and you couldn't afford to lose and you've lost some of it. Maybe you cut your losses. Everyone has their own situation, but I think. I'm just in a situ in a place where I'm like, I don't really, I'm not worried remotely about where the company's at longer term. This is a, for me, it's a bump. It's a big bump in sentiment shite. And it's bad when you're trying to onboard people and the whole community's in furor. And that's maybe been mismanaged. But it's like, I don't know. I just think, for me, the product's too good to not exist in five years. And there's too much backing for it not to exist in five years. Therefore, in my head, it exists what prices are like i don't know i honestly don't know but i'm not going anywhere because i'm making content about it and that's almost what i'm doing for a living right now so like if the games are in five years and i make content about it i can make my money with my gallery through ad revenue on youtube for people like you watching liking and subscribing videos like this talk about a segue um but anyway yeah it's just a mad one because like i think the premier league would have also been like there would have been people who mentally and it's probably like a good trading strategy almost people would have penciled in premier league launches my exit point because that's the ultimate high yeah. and that's when i go and the problem is premier league's launched no one's going to sign up overnight well a lot of people would but not you know the, the tens or hundreds of thousands millions expected yet every a lot of people might have had that as a natural exit point so you've got this downward pressure on the market when a lot of free-to-play people are signing up they're also leaning massively into free play which is more of a slow burn than their older approaches their older approaches were a bit more aggressive, get in and buy cards. But now it's very much free to play. And I'm even noticing it from an affiliate side. You know, back in the day, in the Gary V boom, when people signed up, people spent money. And I mean, people spent money. Per user I signed up, the amount of money spent was obscene. Now, I can sign up 100 people for every one back in the day, and I still wouldn't get paid as much. Because people are coming into the free-to-play mode and they're having to learn the game and then over time they might buy a limited, they might buy another limited, maybe they'll win a limited, the stretch to rares quite a bit, I think kickoff kind of is that, but it's just this like, I feel like we're in a slower burn and it, you know yourself, anyone who's played the free-to-play modes knows that a month, I've been grafting a month now of the road to glory and I haven't really been that close to a reward, I've been like 20 points off a limited somewhere, but that was probably some tier 3 limited. So I think to think people are going to come in in this mad free-to-play push in a month and start spending, and it's just, it's it's not the case. So I don't even know if that rants yeah, you parents, but that's where my head's at. No, I mean, you need to have people that are coming on spending ten, twenty thousand dollars uh that are willing to come in and, and, and play things seriously. And like you said, the, the free-to-play is just a slow burn situation that takes a while to get people to feel comfortable to put in money. And then when they do, maybe they're spending a Sean, I've lost you, so I'm going to mute you for a minute, and I'm going to rant for a second. I'm going to do the plug and hope you come back in time. 
So Rare Data bring this podcast to you. So thanks to So Rare Data, you can sign up using the link in the description of the podcast or the video, and you get two weeks free at their top tier. You can give everything a crack and see if you love it. I legitimately use it every day. I say that every week, and it's genuinely true. Um, I use it to track lineups. I use it to do lots of things. Zoom's disconnected. My internet might be gone, but Sean could come back. I'm going to keep the recording going and pray that I don't have to edit the shit out of this. We have loads of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about... Oh, Sean, I went on a long rant. People can't hear you at the minute because I've muted you. My internet's terrible. Um, this is what we're making do with. This is what breakups do to people. I'm going to unmute you and make sure you're you're good. Okay, you're back. I gave the So Rare Data plug. Do you like So Rare Data? <laughs> you, I don't know how you can play the platform without So Rare Data. It's the most important tool uh, on the entire platform. Like, I use it... I probably spend six to eight hours a day on So Rare Data. Yeah. That, that, that's mad. I definitely spend, like... I spend... I spent about three hours yesterday building lineups on Surreal Data, and every mm-hmm. day I check the uh, app. The app is just invaluable. And in the airport last week, I built all my lineups on their their lineup builder on the app, which is brilliant. The mobile lineup builder was an elite level um, upgrade that they they added. Like it's it's nice. Like I'll just sit there in bed sometimes and and just sit there and look through lineups. Like I don't really build on my phone because I have too many lineups to build typically. Um, my internet's gone funny again, so Sean's frozen. Sean's probably going to kill me because this is definitely my fault. Um, but I was going to tell you about So Rare Data's uh, lineup projections. There'll be a video going out in the channel. It's probably already out in the channel, so you can go back and watch that. And if you're listening to podcasts, go and check it out. But ultimately, the lineup for Sean, I'm apologizing on your behalf. You keep going in and out, but it's because of my internet. I'm telling them now about the lineup projections on So Rare Data. So they've announced this thing. There's a video on my channel. And basically, you can win like star rares. Star limiteds, tier one limiteds, tier two limiteds, really regularly for just predict predicted lineups. So if you're playing so rare on a low budget, but you're diehard into a league or leagues, or if you're even if you're not, if you know a lot about team news, if you're a big club fan, you can re- you should really enter those. I'm gonna put a video out explaining it all, and it's out already actually. But uh, I was talked through it today by our one from so rare data, and it's a mad opportunity for people who don't actually have a gallery who want to win cards. We're back. My internet is terrible. Uh, I've ordered fiber. I blame my parents. I'm going to use heartbreak as an excuse. Don't be hard on me. I'm heartbroken. So just be nice. Um, All right, Sean. So Swapgate. Talk to me about Swapgate and let's hope the internet stays. So actually, like I got dragged into it. It was unfortunate too, because like I didn't didn't deserve to get brought into it, but I had a swap that week too. But so basically what happened is J.R. Duke won Vandevoort Super Rare. And they just replaced it with Saka, a um, a Bakaya Saka super rare, and people were like, "Why is this getting exchanged?" Like he won Vandevoort super. Rare. That's a that's a card that's actually worthy of being won. But apparently, so what happened is, and this has never been relayed to us. So again, I, I think a lot of issues with so rare. Let me. Do you agree with this? A lot of issues with so rare are due to communication lapses or just like not communicating properly. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think a lot of stuff, all the time on this podcast, I feel like I come up with really obvious and fair reasons why stuff happens that is probably not good enough, but if it's explained to you, you kind of go, I can see how that could happen, but if it's not explained to you, things spiral and people come up with all sorts of malarkey, you know? So even with the swap thing, in my head, what probably happened is... Some agent answered an email and shouldn't have, and they didn't have enough knowledge of this of what they should have had knowledge of, and they fucked up. And I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I I look at the Vandiver thing and think that's probably just an isolated incident. 
I'm not saying it's isolated because it could definitely happen again, but the system was wrong in terms of who had the authority to swap rewards and what rewards were swapped. But I can see how that can happen. It shouldn't have happened, but I can see how it's very easily fixed. And it's in my head, if they come out and said, look, we fucked up here. We messed up on this. We've put the systems in place. It's not going to happen again because of X, Y, and Z. Maybe, maybe I'm being yeah. too light on them there. But I feel like so, if they don't address it, people just spiral and come up with all sorts of stuff. So I'll give you what it seems like happened based on the communication afterwards, because that would have probably been my guess too that you had, but they came out with some future writings that made it seem that that wasn't the case. So afterwards, they made it seem like they rewarded him the card, which was Vanderbilt. So he won. Did, sorry, sorry. I'm going to butt in because I'm almost like, I feel like this is a quiz and I'm trying to work it out while you explain what actually happened, right? And I know this is annoying for everyone because they just want you to tell them. But are you are you alluding to the fact that they mentioned that unique should always be a better reward than super rare? Yes. Because that that's bollocks. That is bad, but like, it's not even that that's bad, right? Like, let's it's pretend that it's true. not bad. Right? It should probably be true, but it we didn't know it was true. Maybe. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if it should be true or or not true. Like I, I think you should be able to win the best card in every region. Uh, that's always my, my, in my opinion, the way it should be is if you win D two and there's a there's a star super rare, you should be able to win Mbappe. Now your chance of winning Mbappe maybe should be like 0.05 or 0.5 percent, whereas like your chance of winning Mbappe for winning D one is like five percent, right? Something weighted so that you can still win it, but you're less yeah, likely yeah, to do yeah. so. But let's take all of that out of out of the, the the discussion for why has it not ever been announced that you if you win unique division, you're going to get a card better than division two. If that is the case, why has that not been announced? And then if that is the case, why is it not the same way for rare pro versus the rare division? So it's more of like a communication thing of like, if this is actually the true statement, why has it not been announced? If it is a true statement, why is it not the same statement for rare and rare pro division? So the whole thing comes down to communication to me. And it's just like, if that is the case, why was it not relayed to us? If it isn't the case, then something else happened here. But then, so that's just the, the J.R. Duke situation. And then the other part of the situation, this is the part that I don't understand. So I'm going to use the one player as an example. So Buskovic has been suspended for like, I don't know, 18 months. Like he was doping or betting on the game. I don't remember. But like it's been announced that he's suspended for 18 months. So why is he still being rewarded? So like, let me give you the scenario here, right? Joe Schmo trades in Vuskovic a month ago because Vuskovic is suspended for 18 months and is long-term out and his price is tanked and he's not worth it. And they swapped it. Why are you still giving away Buscovich a month later? Why is he still in the rewards in that same situation? And that literally happened. Buscovich was was swapped in a while ago, and someone traded him. So if someone swapped him out, that literally means you know that there's something wrong with this guy. We need to remove him. There's an issue. And they didn't do it. This is still in the prize pool. And so this is a fun one from uh, our good friend Andrew Laird. So... Uh, tell me how ridiculous this is to you because you probably haven't seen it. So Laird got a reward that was injured or whatever. It met the new swap metrics that like you can swap a card, right? So he swapped in his card. The, the card they manually gave him. No, 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 no. Also, no, was <laughs> oh, yeah. no. 
No. So Laird literally swapped a swap. How does that happen? How did he get to swap the swap again? He swapped the swap. So Laird swapped (laughs) the first reward, got another card that was injured, and met the metrics to swap. And he's like, he's like, I don't even really care at this point, but I'm going to send it in because it meets all the criteria to swap. And swapped it again. So he swapped the card that he got swapped in for the first card. Like, how does that happen? And so then not to mention, like, these cards now can't be given away to on the platform. Like, uh, they can give them away in some ways, maybe in the future. But, like, effectively, it just takes it out of the prize pool and takes it out of the rewards in the future. So in the future, in theory, your rewards are going to be less because of what they had to do here. So overall, it's just a big, like, WTF moment that you're sitting there and you're like, like, I don't understand how these things happen. Like, the J.R. Duke yeah. thing, like like you said, maybe that's, like, one situation instance. Maybe it was a screw-up. And if they just announced it was a screw-up, so be it. No big deal. Yeah, but yeah like, you're right. It's just, it's just, like, you see stuff like this, and you're just, like, like I'm going to look like Laird when I say F-bombs on, on shows. It's just, like, you're looking, and you're just, like, you face-palm. You're, like, this shouldn't be something that you consistently see happen. Yeah. Do, do you think... How quickly do you think sentiment turns? Let's pretend tomorrow, before this podcast even out, they come out and they go, we're changing it. There's now 10 tiers of players that are going to be manually managed every week by a team of dedicated reward guys and gals. And we're going to, the ETH payouts are wonderful and this is happening and that's happening. I don't even know the answer. Injured, suspended players, you know, this is our swap policy. It'll be adhered to meticulously. If it does not meet said criteria, this will not happen. Oh, also, if you win unique, you have a, like you're, it's weighted higher than super rare and rare, but in every division, you can win every player, but the higher the division, the more likely you are to get the better players or blah, 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 blah. It's a head fuck. But if they come out with like the perfect solution that was wonderful, whatever that looks like, I don't even know would you like how quick do people go because i mean it, it it legitimately has been two years of like i'm sick of it in this podcast of bitching about rewards it's just always the thing and it should be the best thing but it's always the worst thing so how, will people just accept it do you think like it's, it's almost like ingrained in our brain as so rare players at this stage that like the rewards thing is broken there's always going to be errors it's always going to be drama i don't know like, how do they even fix it? I've seen Spicer suggest something about taking card rewards away so people have to buy them, but all you win is ETH. And then I've seen, I've seen other things. I don't know. What Do you do you think there's an easy solution? Do you have a solution in your head, or is it like that's above your pay grade? Just fucking sort it, lads. Well, so I don't think they're ever going to go to an all ETH payout. Like, I think it would work in theory, but, like, that's just... That doesn't make sense within the constraints of like what sober is and what their product is and platform is. Like they're never gonna put that much risk in themselves where they're just giving away ETH. Like if let's say they're supposed to give away five hundred ETH a game week and all of a sudden they're making like fifty game fifty ETH a game week. That doesn't take very long for the platform to just be dead and it just doesn't make any sense for them to do that. Um Look, to me, there's always going to be mistakes, right? There's always going to be some some errors. There's gonna, you, you can't be perfect, and, and that's understood. The issue is, is like like hypothetically, and so I got to swap the, the week of the J.R. Duke situation. My card that I won, I finished, I don't even remember where I finished, like third in U20 or like fifth in U23, uh, super rare. The person two below me got a card worth at least a half an ETH more than me. That shouldn't happen. If you're in like a tier two and like a tier two rare and your tier two rare is worth like 0.001 more than me and you finish below me, all right, no big deal. That's like, I'm not going to care about that. But if you're winning a card that's like a half an ETH and ETH worth more than me, 
for finishing below me, like that doesn't make sense. Um, to me, it just all comes down to they, they have to have a team that is set up that can manually like review the rewards pool on each given week. So like you don't need to sit there and have these guys be like the best player or the best people of all time. And it shouldn't like this, this team isn't going to cost you millions of dollars to have this team ran, but like this team should be able to be like, like, let's say you and I are on the team. Hey, John, like we just swapped out this Vuskovic guy, just Twitter searched him and he's out for 18 months. We should re remove him for now until his price stabilizes and we know where we can reward him. Or like, hey, John, I just had the the PSG game on TV and Neymar just completely screwed up his ankle. He's going to be out for a couple months. We should probably remove him right now until his price mm. has a little bit more data on it and we know where to price him. So it's just stuff like that. Like It's just a manual oversight that just doesn't seem to be happening right now that I think can really improve it. But to your previous question of like, the overall sentiment and sentiment changing in the past, we've seen stuff move very quickly and things would go bad for a second. Then they would get, uh, get back to being good. And it's a situation where now, um, like they actually made an improvement. So they, they took the Ethan threshold away, which was controversial to say the least. And then Nicholas came out and I'm not going to say lied, but like he came out with like a, a reasoning like they're not going to give any less ETH out, which was just not the case. Like if you looked at it, you're just like that can't happen. You're going to give out less ETH. Um, but what happened is that um, they added ETH to All Star Rare, Limited, Super Rare, Rare Pro, and All Star Unique, and that's a really good improvement. So like they improved that, but like the sentiment didn't really change after they did that last mm. week. So. It's definitely a interesting situation. Like, I just think overall, like you said, like, I'm sick and tired of talking about the rewards being, like, like bad. Like, I don't I don't want to talk about it. Like, that's just something I just don't want to discuss anymore. I just want to be like, all right, yeah, rewards look good. That That's and not talk about it. Um, yeah. So hopefully we get to that point here. Yeah, I hope so. I, th I feel like we're, we're kind of reaching that point where it's like the toys are the prom enough that they kind of have to act. But Nicholas put a tweet out <clears throat> a few days ago now. People have all probably read this. A lot of engagement. I uh, don't actually know how it was received, really, but I'm just going to read what he said anyway. Dear So Rare community, I've read all your recent feedback on the So Rare market. Building an open game economy and balancing it over time is definitely a challenge, but one we embrace and are ready for. Thread. That famous word. Web2 gaming. Closed economies forcing users to buy new items season after season are easier to control. This is not the choice we made. We want a world where our community can own their game items. Over the years, when making key decisions for our future, we've always focused on the long term. This approach has been key to us getting to where we are today. A revolutionary product that has unified the biggest IPs in the world of sports and is transforming fantasy sports. As we continue to build, there will be cycles of uncertainty. During these periods, we will adapt, communicate, and be as transparent as we can. That's what we need. Uh, Sora is not trying to facilitate the onboarding of new managers through card supply. It is in everyone's interest to have a stable but free economy. We'll take the actions we can in the coming days, weeks to help with that. Beyond market updates, our focus is on simplifying the product, improving our user flow and educational content so we can improve our conversion retention. This week, we'll also announce our new reward tiers, plans for our club shop, and update our in-product communication tools to improve our comms. We will share a more detailed roadmap with our objectives for the coming months soon. We're here to build the biggest brand in the world of sports and have an army of missionaries that will deliver whatever it takes. Thank you for your amazing support and feedback. Wish you all a great week, Nicholas. AJ Believes... I'm just looking at some comments now. Lots of people still believe. Lots of people are still naysayers. What were you say? What were you, what sayer were you on that? 
I thought, so basically what I read in a lot of the different discords I'm in and, and stuff was that I personally felt it was just sort of like a fluff tweet where he just like was tweeting just to tweet. But I did read some sentiment that people were pretty happy that like he addressed it and talked about it. So from that perspective, I think it, it hit the mark of like people were favorable that like he actually came in, knows that there's some negative sentiment and actually addressed it. So that was sort of the takeaway that I had from it. But like overall, that tweet, like to me, doesn't really like say tons with stuff. And then Nicholas no, is also it, sort of. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. For it. You go for it. Nicholas also sort of. Well, I was saying, Nic Nicholas is kind of notorious for like getting the hype machine going, right? And then stuff not really getting followed through for a while. But he's also sort of notorious for like when he says stuff, it usually does get done eventually. It's just a matter of when it gets done. Yeah, well, let's hope he's right. Because I, I think what that, that tweet's kind of like is like reminding everyone of the grander vision. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to like, you know, we are in a tough time. It is a hard job. It's not going to be easy. There will be bumps and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, I don't think there was anything there that we didn't expect. It's more just like, here's a reassuring pat in the back from daddy. That's kind of what it is. You know, it's like, geez, bringing it back to home. You get broken up with. You can't change up the fact, well, not that you could program, but it was mutual. It was fucking mutual, right? But you break up, right? You go home. What can people say? They can't, like, they can tell you it's going to be okay, but they can't change what's actually happening. Maybe that's the worst right. analogy ever. Maybe I'm trying to get too sad with this because ultimately he has the power to change things. So maybe it's completely fucking different. But my point is, it's almost like, even if he said nothing, the fact that he said something is almost reassuring because of who he Correct. is and his standing within the company, you know? And the... That was oh. the sentiment I got. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I got that sentiment. That was the sentiment I felt from other people was that people were happy that he addressed stuff and that he talked. So, like, from that perspective, like, I mean, I do agree. Like, you, it all goes back to communication, right? Like, you always want communication with whatever. Like, even, like, the Kaylee thing. We'll go back to the Kaylee situation from this weekend. So, they said on, um, on... Friday or whatever that like the stuff would be in there 48 hours after the game 48 hours after the game happened and it wasn't updated so at that point literally I would have an alarm set and be like if we don't know what's happening an hour before 48 hours is hit let's post a message hey guys just so you're aware we're still working on it it's mm -hmm. being looked at we're trying to figure it out it hasn't happened yet but we're working on it that goes a long way to people I believe because then people aren't sitting there like when Kaylee source, why aren't the Kaylee source in? What are you guys going to do? Like, how are you going to approach it? If you just say even like basic stuff like that and just be like the rewards, right? So we've talked about the rewards. Uh, Dan did say something like they're going to have reward stuff fixed within a, a few weeks. Like that was a couple weeks ago. He said like, hey, we're going to have reward stuff fixed in a couple weeks. That was the first thing we heard about rewards in like six months. Even if you just pop in and be like, hey guys, like, on a medium post be like hey guys just so you're aware we're still working towards the the reward stuff uh it's been our number one priority it's take it's going to take a while it's a massive overhaul um so it's not going to be done immediately but we're still working towards it like just mm -hmm. letting people know you're still thinking about it like it's sort of like uh, to, to go back to your analogy with like breakups and like relationships and stuff it's sort no, of like that text. don't my, like my heart can't take it <laughs> it's like the, it's like the text you send to like someone just like like i'm busy right so like during the fall i'm busy and I don't really have time to keep up with my real life friends all the time because I just have a lot going on. But like maybe once a month I'll text me like, hey, just want to see what's going on. How's how's life going? Like anything changed? Blah, blah. And, and like that quick conversation to just be like, hey, I acknowledge 
you. I, I care about you. I want to know what's going on, but I don't have time to like have hour long conversations with you today to hear about it. So like, it's something like that where like, you're just acknowledging that it's, it's something that's going on and, and let people know. And I think that goes a long way with people. A hundred percent. Um, we'll move on to some questions before we wrap up. I'm afraid the internet might drop again at some stage. So Jay Fraz says, will the club shop upgrade be the positive turning point needed to stop the current market decline? And if the club shop doesn't turn it around, what will? We've kind of talked about what might or what might happen over time, but like the club shop, I've, I, you know what? Here, here's one for you, right? When the club shop comes out, I can see what's going to happen already. What's going to happen is people are going to go, club shop, as if that's what we need, idiots. But the other side of it is, is that I've been bitching and wanting the club shop rejuvenated for like two years. So you have to take the wins when the wins come. If we have a genuinely engaging club shop where you can spend these fucking coins that you earn to win, to buy merch, to get discounts off stuff, to get deposit bonuses, to get... I don't even know what, right? I don't even know what. But, like, to buy XP, to get an XP boost, to buy extra training lineups, to buy different training lineup slots, to buy a ca captains for... I don't even know. Like... Not, not necessarily affecting real gameplay. I'm talking more about for the training. But, like, that's positive. And I will celebrate it. And when I celebrate it, people better not think I'm just being a hype guy. Because I've wanted it for years. So, yep. there you go. No, um, I mean... I, so, actually, during this show, when, we, when we've been talking, they've sort of, like, announced the new club shop no and way. what's going on. So, I, on my show with Laird on Monday, if you guys haven't listened to the Sober Data Strategy show with Laird, we talked about it a bit. And I was a big, like, I don't care about the club shop at all. Like, I did not care. <gasps> it's um, here. It's here, but it's coming. So anyways, like, they just made an announcement. I'll read the announcement to you guys. as literally just happened within the next, like, last five minutes. So Dan came out with an announcement saying, starting in game week 351, managers can win coins through competitions or completing random challenges. You can then use the coins in the club shop on banners, badges. This is where it gets interesting. Sower merch, jerseys, tickets, boosts, and more. That Ooh. is something that is actually interesting to me. If, if I can go in there and I can spend some coins to get half a percentage XP on my player, awesome. If I can go in there and buy, like, we all know that I'm a big Carlos Hill fan, right? If I can go into the club shop and buy a Carlos Gill jersey, awesome that's something that's cool i care about that right yeah. uh if i can go in there and buy tickets let's say like i'm with john ellis and we're sitting there in london and we want to go to a chelsea game and we can go buy two tickets to the chelsea game in the club shop awesome that's fantastic so i have i have to retract my my negative sentiment from the show with laird about me not caring at all uh which unfortunately laird's gonna like replay probably over and over again <laughs> this looks favorable like i actually like, i do not give a shit about a banner like i don't give a shit about finding a banner that i go and plop in there i don't care about that stuff but if i can actually go and like buy tickets to a game or buy a jersey or get xp boosts on players which if everyone has the same ability to buy xp for certain players i think that's a, a great opportunity because you're you're literally putting in different options for people right like people have so many different ways to use it so this seems really favorable to me um with it so we'll have to wait and see how it, it plays out can I, I'm going to tell you, um, I, I've, I've went into the site and I've got the extended thing, right? So let, let's have a look at this because this genuinely really excites me. 
So kind of past what you've said, coins cannot be bought, sold or redeemed for cash or ETH are a, are a fun and important part of the SoRare club building experience. Coins are earned in addition to competition awards such as SoRare cards, tickets and VIP experience. So they're an additional thing. Please note the current shop badges and banner awards will remain available to be redeemed through Friday, March the 3rd, when we will roll out new badges and banners so you can further build your club identity and stand out from the competition. And over the coming weeks, we'll introduce new items to the shop, including jerseys, signed kits, tickets, SoRare merch, exclusive skins, SoRare data memberships, AO and gameplay strategy items to improve your so rare team. Before we go any further, how does that make you feel inside? Feels exactly great. Like I mean, it feels like a we, yeah. We've we talked about it. Like I mean, so rare data, right? Like you have to have a so rare data membership to realistically play so, so rare at like a, a reasonable level. And some people maybe don't want to spend money to get a so rare data membership. They're literally giving you a way to earn a so rare data membership via yeah. so rare. That's fantastic. Like. There's just, I don't know, this is this is a pretty great thing from what we're seeing here. Our first gameplay item reward called Boosts will allow you to instantly level up your cards for extra bonus points. You'll love that. Increase the number of training teams you can line up, nailed it, and much more. Boosts will be available and explained in more detail in the next couple of weeks. We'll have many more boosts in the works. We have many more in the works and look forward to rolling them out. Please note when we launch the new banners and badges on Friday, your coin balance will be modified to reflect the new model. Until then, you can use your existing coins to acquire existing banners and badges. We'll also temporarily remove the achievements page. Coins will no longer be earned through achievements until we relaunch this, right? Then there's a, a timeline, right? I suppose something I'm going to say now, I'm going to make this very clear before I read anything else. I have like 67,000 coins that I have purposely not spent on the current shop because I knew something like this would come at some stage. So oh. you see if they turn around and take away 50,000 of those coins and leave me just like every other bum on the platform who's just signed up, they can fuck off because that's not happening. So, you, so you, want a, you want a funny you want a funny story with all this? I have a two part funny story for you here, Nels. You'll you'll get a kick out of both of it. So, I have a hundred thousand coins because I haven't spent a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then also, so like this sort of reminds me. So like I play draft uh, DraftKings, as you know, like I'm a high end DFS player. They have not sober coins, but like they have what they call crowns, right? And I have been notorious for never spending my crowns for years. Everyone makes fun of me because they're like. Well, you just should spend your crowns because, like, you should just spend them. And I'm like, no, maybe someday they'll give something good that's worthwhile. So at Christmas, they decided that uh, they were going to sell Amazon gift cards for um, for crowns, right? Well, they decided to give half off. So literally, I had X amount of money in crowns to buy Amazon gift cards, but I got basically double the amount. So, like, in theory, if I had $1,000 in Amazon gift cards worth of money to spend to buy crowns, it turned into 2000 oh, So wow. I literally sat there and just did a victory lap around everyone because uh, <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, if, if the coins transfer and, like, you retain all your coins and you have a boatload of coins because you haven't spent anything, you're going to feel damn good about it. Yeah, exactly. No, that, that, that's exactly what I'm hoping for now. If I mean, if we're going to be earning 25 coins for top of the division and it's a completely different like metric almost 
I understand bringing it down and like reducing my coins, but they need to be reduced in line across the board so that you have more than me with your 100,000. I have more than someone with 40 and someone with 40 is more than someone with 20, all in ratios that are fair. So that that's, that's if you're listening so rare, that's something that if you don't do right, people will kick up a fuss. Um, the la- last bit of this thing, the updated club shop experience is designed to provide enhanced strategy and personalization while offering an engaging me- metagame. The club shop and coins revamp is not meant to replace overall rewards or have any impact in the market. We recognize the experience has changed over the last few months. Blah, 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 blah. But here's one for you. Um, now, I know these can't be sold, right? That's something I always wanted. I wanted them to be like NFTs, right? But if you go to the club shop, <clears throat> I wonder like, now part of me is kind of half tempted. Like, oh, all these are going, but some of these are like OG. Do you know what I mean? Like, some yeah. of these things are proper OG. So, I'm like, what is the most OG? And, like, should I pick up the Crown um, Club badge? Should I pick up the... Everyone uses Rocks the old Ukraine, don't they? Everyone loves the Ukraine. I think I bought it. It was the one thing maybe I bought. Or maybe I should Apparently buy the... I have. You haven't. I should buy, like, maybe no, I should no, buy no. the hat trick, you know? Or the Mexico 1998. Yeah. So, it's kind of like... If you're English, maybe you want to pick up the England flag. Maybe there'll be snazzier ones, but these are like OG ones, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, they're definitely... I have some stuff unlocked. I wonder if I could have unlocked it, because there's no way I actually bought stuff, I don't think. I have um, no idea why I have Denmark. I must have bought it. I, I have stuff owned, but there's no way I actually bought anything. So, like, I must have just, like, earned stuff from stuff. I don't know. You should but, be able to gift yeah, these like, as I, well. Look, I'm a huge... So rare, part of their memberships and part of their ownerships uh, or part of their partnerships with with leagues is tickets like and, and jerseys like they get a bunch of tickets from these clubs like and we're talking probably like significant amount of tickets like they probably have like 10 tickets to every Liverpool game right they don't have a current way to like give that away well now if you sit there and you like have a math they can even do auctions on it right like have an auction two tickets for the Liverpool game next week and have an auction on like use your coins and and spend to get the tickets to the liverpool game because like that to me is awesome like being able to do stuff like that's fantastic yeah a hundred percent like auction style stuff on premium merch like i mean if there was this a Cecenia signed jersey you know hoodwinks going all in if gil comes up and there's a signed jersey you know you're going all in so being able to like do the auction format with these coins could be really fun um because if it's first come first serve that might be a bit of a ball ache based on time zones but maybe like you can buy a ticket into the draw to win the signed liverpool jersey you know there's a liverpool jersey up buy as many tickets as you want and we'll draw a winner that's so fun that's so engaging and there's no limit to the stuff yeah, you can I- throw up there in terms of access i always say this one but like and a lot of people i don't even know if i'd want it what do you say five minute facetime call with messi they definitely get access to messi as part of that ambassadorship whenever they have him in the office to shoot their thing next year they can definitely pull him aside for two minutes to facetime someone do you know what i mean so there could be like a two minute facetime call with messi someone would yeah, pay like, and i know you can't pay but that's almost the beauty of it the beauty of it almost is that you can't pay and it's a proper community you know a community thing anyway i'm excited yeah, I, that's well, actually exciting because that's all i had hoped for from it i just hope they execute right and don't shaft everyone. I mean, look, people are probably going, oh yeah, John, you've got 67,000 coins, all, all very well for you. I've got 2,000, let's level the playing field. But I mean, if we're just fair about this, ultimately, I want everyone who has 5,000 coins, 10,000 coins, 25,000, everyone needs to keep something and have a leg up on people who just sign up. But it's 
it's going to be important how they do that because I really don't want to be shafted because I've wanted this for so long, man. So long. Also, I want to be able to gift things. I said that briefly, but the double down, even like giveaways from content creators and stuff, would be cool to be able to give stuff away in there. Well, it makes it really easy to give stuff away, right? Like, because if you, like, you're sitting there and you have 67,000 things and a jersey is 10,000, you're like, hey, I can spend this and buy five jerseys and, and award them to, 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 uh, to listeners. Like, that's a fantastic use of stuff that's great that if you have the ability to do it. Well, Sean, I've had a look at the other questions. We've actually covered most of the other ones. There's something about your prioritization of lineups. I almost feel, I said to you beforehand, I feel like we can, um, I almost feel like that's a separate video. I don't know if you want to do it with me or if I'll do one myself, but I kind of want to, I've been thinking of doing a video on that for a long time. But in a nutshell, if like, without delving in too long and taking 10 minutes, if I was to ask you what order do you prioritize in, just if you just go through like what order do you build them in, bang, bang, bang. I know for me it's probably under 23 super rare, under 23 rare pro, under 23 all-star pro. And at the minute, and then I'll go and probably chuck in a kickoff unique or all-star super rare. But I'm in this weird place at the minute where I actually kind of want to know the answer because I don't know then, do I go to all-star rare or do I go to cap 240 rare? Or do I go to the limited ones, whatever, they take care of themselves. That's a separate kind of axis yeah. for me because I give them away. But like, where do we go? Do we go all-star 240, 270? Yeah, so like for me, it's sort of like uh, the D1s set themselves, limited sort of set themselves, like you just said, like they, they set themselves, so there's not really much discussion with them. Uh, but like typically, yeah, I'm still, I, I haven't really changed my my stuff that much, at least at the top end. Um, so it's basically like um, I go like U23 Rare Pro, Champ Rare Pro. Uh, do you do Under 23 Rare, rare Pro. Pro before Under 23 Super Rare? Yes, uh, yes, usually. So and I it hasn't really idiot. changed. Although it is better, U23 Super Rare is better. So definitely, so what I try to do with the Super Rares, and this goes with like All-Star Super Rare and U23 Super Rare, if my team is going to be like really, 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 really good, I might do it in U23 Super Rare or All-Star Super Rare. But typically that's not how it goes, and it's easier for me to make it in a Rare Pro lineup. And so my goal is generally to make as good of lineups as possible within reason. Like So Cap 220 is terrible. Like I prioritize that dead last. Um, and then I sort of prioritize like cap 240 and like then all-star rare definitely has jumped up the priority list with new ETH being given there. So for me right now, like I'm trying to prioritize getting as much ETH as possible from a given game week. So if I'm playing like limited, like limited all-star, for example, is a lot higher than it would have been maybe at before the change, but like it goes like limited 240 and then it goes like all-star two, uh, all-star rare or all-star limited because I'm trying to maximize my chances to get ETH out of it as much as possible. So is 240 above All-Star? It or... depends on what my lineup is. If I, so typically, I have oh, a really good It depends how good... Level. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You're basically saying, I think, what I do naturally anyway is where you've said it about under 23 Super Rare. I go and look at under 23 Super Rare, and if my Cook, who I bought off you, if he has a crap lineup, or if my standout defensive option... Um, who is it at the minute? I don't know, Barry Ashile or someone has a crap lineup or a crap matchup away at Bloody Man United or something. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this lineup isn't yeah. going to run this week. Then I'll just prioritize under 23 Rare Pro and then I'll throw kind of the cast-offs into Super Rare and Prey. Is it kind of the same yeah. for you where if you can have good cap players going to 240 and think, oh, I have a chance here, you'll do that. But if it's looking a bit shit, you might just go all-star. 
Yeah. So for me, it gets all about like, I'm trying to make my best lineups, right? If I can make a really good lineup in a certain region, I might prioritize it over something else and it will change like week in, week out. So like, for example, like in cap 240, let's say I have a zero, right? And I've been, typically I have a lot of like 60 type players that like are leftovers at the end of my lineups. A lot of people don't. So this is, this is purely like a situation if you have a lot of players, a lot of rares. Uh, but so like if I have a zero, like let's say I have a goal, like, let's say last week I had Brad Guzon uh, and rare. So like his cap hits zero and I have a bunch of good 60 players. I'll probably have more heavily prioritize uh cap 240 instead of something else. But like, let's say I really don't have any good like plays like that in cap 240. I might prioritize all-star rare instead because mm. I just can make a better line there than I can in cap 240. Cool. I like it. That sounds like I, I want to do a video on that. I might, I might reach out to you again, but um, Sean, people can find you every week on the so rare data podcast um outside that it's at psu fans too everywhere and they'll see you on leaderboards is there anything else no no that's pretty pretty good make sure you guys tell uh andrew laird uh to be allow me to say fuck uh it's definitely something that we want to hear more more going just forward. ask hg just ask hg if hg says okay then it's i i, I should ask maxime and see what maxime says but uh go he'll over probably his head pass. Do you know what I mean? Go over his head and like absolutely shaft him. He'll be raging. It'll be hilarious. No, he'll probably he he'll side with Laird though. Unfortunately, like Laird, Laird, you know Laird, Laird just dominates. He's he's the guy that that decides everything. So, got to got to go through Laird. But so it was nice to be able to open up the uh, the English language here a little bit. Let's let's open up the hashtag LLSSF. Let's Sean say fuck, and everyone has to DM Maxime and Laird. There might be about five years left at this stage, but if you all do it, it'll be funny. So go and message Laird and or Maxime and just say hashtag LSSF and let's get this movement going. Anyway, Sean, see you soon.